Looking for a graduation gift to inform, inspire, and encourage? When you give a subscription to Christianity Today, you're giving redemptive, relevant news and thoughtful balanced dialogue about the church, current issues, and public theology. Visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to get a discounted student subscription for the graduates in your life. Starting at only $2 per month, this gift will engage and grow their faith throughout the year. Click the link in the show notes or visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to order now. This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of The Joy Challenge. Discover the ancient secret to experiencing worry-defeating, circumstance-defying happiness. Written by pastor and best-selling author Randy Frazee and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. I had a listener who asked me uh, the question about how I told our children that they were adopted. And, you know, at first I was reluctant to take that question because I assumed, you know, it's just a very narrow niche of people uh, for whom this would even be an issue. People who have adopted children and people who, for whom those children are, are still at home or who are still young. But the more that I think about it, the more I think that actually applies to all of us in the body of Christ to some degree or other, because all of us are dealing with our adoption uh, into the family of God. And all of us are trying to reckon with um, who we were uh, before our adoption into Christ. So I think there are some things that, that we can all learn about that. And then also about the way that we can minister to families who have adopted children and who are working through that that sort of a question. Here's what I would say. The, the question assumes something that didn't happen. Uh, what the question assumes is that we sat our children down and revealed to them that they were adopted. Uh, we, we have five sons. The first two are the ones that we adopted. I was uh, speaking one time at an event, and I had my, my uh, fourth son, Jonah, biological son with me. And the person who was introducing me said, uh, Russell Moore and his wife, they have five sons, all of whom were adopted. And normally, you know, people say things and get little facts wrong in, in introductions all the time. And I do that too. But this time I stood up and said, you know, I don't normally correct that, but I really feel like I need to right now because Jonah's sitting on the front row and he's probably thinking, uh, nobody told me <laughs> that, was, that I was adopted. Uh, so with the first two, what, what sometimes I think people think is that you sit them down and you say, okay, we're about to have a very difficult conversation with you. Uh, here it is, and you were adopted. That's not the way that we did it. And, and I, that's not the way that I would recommend that anyone uh, do it. Instead, what we did was to, from the very beginning, uh, our, our kids uh, were a year old when we adopted them. Uh, the two that we adopted. And from the very beginning, we were telling them their story. This is what happened when we went to Russia. And here's the pictures of when we saw you for the first time. And here's here's the day in court when you became our children. And we, we did that all along as they were growing up, even when they weren't particularly interested in it. 
because you know when you're when you're three or four years old, you kind of assume everybody was adopted. You don't you know you don't you, you think people just sort of sprung up somewhere, and you you don't really get the dynamics of biological connectedness, except at the intuitive level, anyway. And so we're we're telling that to them even when they don't care for one main reason, and the main reason is we don't want them to think that coming into our family by adoption means that there's something wrong with them or that this is something to be ashamed of. We don't think that. And so uh, we would tell them their story about uh, the adoption process in the same way that with our sons who came along biologically, we'll point out whenever we go to Louisville, we'll, we'll point out the hospital and say, that's the hospital where you were born. And sometimes we have uh, we have stories uh, that go along. The Jonah, uh, you came along three and a half weeks early, and uh, we had a bunch of people had to come over to the house and watch the other kids. And your dad was in Nashville at a meeting at the time and had to had to rush back home. And then they sent us home, and we had to go back at three in the morning. You know, all of those sorts of things. That's just part of his backstory, and it's nothing that we're ashamed of. It's just that's just how you came into our family. We try to do the exact same thing. Um, with our children who came into our family by adoption. Now, what happens, though, is that because in every situation with adoption, there's always some tragic backstory. Uh, Somebody died, somebody left, something happened. And so as you're moving on with your children, you're, you're often going to have more and more difficult questions that are going to come up. And in my experience in dealing with families that have adopted, I found that more often girls are the ones who raise those issues earlier. Uh, the kind of questions: Why did my Why did my birth mother uh, place me for adoption? And sometimes the question of Was there something wrong with me? Um, you know, kind of identity uh, uh, questions that that come along with that. I don't think that it's because girls care more about that. I think it's because girls are, at least in our culture, more verbal about their emotions than sometimes boys are. And so just because a a young man is not asking those questions doesn't mean that it's not weighing on him. And so sometimes you're going to have tough questions. And my counsel on that is to treat it exactly the way that you would a conversation about uh, human reproduction. You know, there was a time when when uh, the, the typical thing to do was to just sit the children down and say, here's what sex is, and here's how, uh, you know, babies are conceived, and here's where babies come from. It's just kind of out of the blue. I think the better way to handle that is to answer honestly, but age-appropriately, all of those questions as they're coming along. So when your three-year-old says, uh, where do babies come from? Uh, on the one hand, you don't want to say, why are you asking me that question? Well, or wait till you're older and, and I'll answer that question. Nor do you want to say, okay, here's a chart of how this, how this happens. You're going to traumatize a three or four-year-old if you, if you do that. I think a similar thing is true when you're talking about adoption. I think you, you realize what at this age can this child handle and speak honestly, but uh, in a way that discloses uh, details in, at times that you think that your child can handle it? Uh, 
So you may have um, a situation where you have a birth a birth family where maybe there's substance abuse or um, I know of um, uh, one situation where a young man found out that his birth mother had been a, a prostitute and he was really shaken by that. I mean, his, his parents didn't want to talk about that when he was when he was 10 years old, but it is part of his story and they want to be honest with him about that later on in the fullness of time. And so unfold that in an age-appropriate uh, way, but don't ever act as though you're threatened by having the question. When that child is coming to you saying, what was my birth mother like? What was my birth father like? What, why did they do these things? Don't take that personally as some sort of repudiation of, of you. Uh, this, is, this is a child who is trying to answer the question that all of us have to answer, and that is, where did I come from? Uh, what, what are all the factors that, that made me me? And, and how do I explain the narrative of my life? I mean, we're all grappling with that in various ways. Now, here's why this is important for everybody. It's important for everybody, again, as I said before, because we all have to deal with that. We all have a tragic backstory. We were all, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, previously those who were in a different family, and now we're in the family of God. Something happened to, to move us into this new family that is happening by adoption. And uh, we, we all have things that have gone wrong in our lives. And I think the same thing is true, is true there. When we're, when we're dealing with that, we need to have a, a sense of honesty about where we came from. You can't go back and fix it. You can't, you can't go back and make it some other way. So we, we deal with that honestly. And yet at the same time, we say, nonetheless, I'm here in the body of Christ. I'm here in the family of God, and I'm not here accidentally. I mean, that's, that's what the doctrine of adoption is seeking to teach. And that's why in Ephesians and in Romans and in Galatians, the doctrine of adoption is tied in with the doctrine of predestination, election. Now, whatever you think about predestination, election, and how that relates to human freedom, that really doesn't matter at this point. What matters is that we know that we are here and we didn't kind of accidentally get here that the, the shepherd came looking for that one lost sheep and brought us back uh, out of, of the wilderness. And so we're welcome. We're wanted here. And that is something I think that we have to work through all of our lives. And sometimes we're going to look back and we're going to say, why did God allow me to go in my own direction for so long? Or why did God allow those awful things to happen to me uh, back there in my, in my past? And sometimes we don't have an answer to that. Often, I think maybe even most times, we don't have an answer to that. God just doesn't give us a decoder ring to be able to figure out why everything that's happened in Providence has happened to us. But we do know, though, is that God has been at work in our lives from not only before we were born, but, uh, but throughout all of cosmic history 
in working all things together for the good for us, that we would be conformed to the image of Christ, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And he knew that we would be in his family. He wanted us in his family. He has actively brought us into his family. And for in some way, those backstories uh, that we all have all have some meaning and purpose. There's, a, there's a, a reason why Jacob is walking with a limp after wrestling with God at the riverside. There, there's a reason why Joseph is, uh, is thrown into that pit and ends up being a ruler in Egypt who is able to provide the grain that the Israelites will need, the, the, the other 11 uh, brothers and their, and their tribes would need in order to survive in the land of Canaan in order that through them would come the Christ. All those things, we don't know what their meaning is. We don't know why God permitted those things to happen, but we know that God is Father, and we know that God is good, and we know that God is sovereign, and we know that we are welcome when we are here in Jesus Christ. And so I think we need to remind each other of that. We need to teach each other that. We need to, when, when things start to go, go wrong or things start to be dark, to say, hey, remember who you are, just like that family has to do with that kid who, who was adopted and says, hey, where, where's my birth mom? You say, I don't know. I don't know why that happened to you, but here's what I know. You're my son. You're my daughter. I'm glad you're here. And I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. You're always going to be part of our family. We need to hear the same thing for those of us who have been adopted into the family of God. This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. This episode was brought to you in part by United We Pray. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to praying and thinking about racial strife, especially between Christians. Come join us in praying for the unity of God's people.